and Caleb Collier said, I'm proposing that the city of Spokane Valley issue a proclamation stating that our city is a Second Amendment sanctuary city. Today on Church and State, we'll be joined by Julie Green. Hello, Christian patriots, and welcome to Church and State, where we strive to plug you into the pew and plug you into politics. I'm your host, Caleb Collier. With me, as always, Pastor Gabe Blomgren, once again, your favorite far-right shock jocks and the most schizophrenic show you listen to on a daily basis. The only podcast that's brave enough to put faith and politics in the same room with Jesus straight there in the middle. Amen. Hey, real quick, go to churchandstate.media, take advantage of all of our fine shows, upload them, and share them with everyone, especially that pink-haired aunt that you just love to debate with. Christmas is coming up. Uh, Also, take advantage of all of our fine affiliates. We've got a lot of great ones out there. Just scroll through there. Find your favorite one. Look, uh, gold and silver is definitely going to be one of the best ones. I wanted to highlight that one, man. Thank you for saying that. So, Andrew Sorcini, call him. uh, Beverly Hills Precious Metals. Do the exchange right now, okay? Don't be greedy. Because in a time of lack is coming, your 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 dollars are going to be depreciating, which they already are. Look at look at what's happening in the grocery store. Look what's happening at the pump. Make the transaction now while silver is still low. Caleb, I cannot believe that silver is still this low. I don't know how long it's going to stay this way. I've been watching it actually climb. My technicians and everything here in the studio, you guys know metal is going up. So get get your get your holding power for what you already own now. Don't be greedy. Don't be secure in man. Be secure in what God already gave us actual tangible commodities talk to andrew give him a call amen to that buy uh gold silver and lead that's what i recommend lead yes all right uh also you can donate to us on our page and lastly if you want to get a hold of us church and state 1776 at proton.me all right it's my pleasure to introduce julie green to our audience uh julie green heads up uh let's see here the julie green ministries the website is jgm international.org and uh, we've met her a number of times at the reawaken america tour and she always has something interesting to say even if she just came up with it at that very moment i say the holy spirit (laughs) came up with it there you go yes Uh, so julie thank you for joining us on church and state thank you for having me it's an honor thank you absolutely so so what is going on i mean you uh, you got the reawaken america tour coming up here just real shortly uh, and we encourage all of our our fans to go on uh, down to tulare california uh, you are going to be there. You're going to be a speaker, correct? Yes, I am. Absolutely. And uh, do you know what you're going to be talking about yet, or has the uh, Holy no. Spirit revealed that? No. I love it. <laughs> I usually don't know until I get that microphone in my hand. I mean, sometimes he might give me a scripture, or he'll, you know, might give me a little heads up, and sometimes I get no heads up at all. I just get that microphone in my hand, and the Holy Spirit just t- starts talking. I just let Him do it all. So. <laughs> Wow. Well, I, I want to highlight, Caleb, a recent article. If you could pull that up uh, to our technicians in here in the studio, those of you who are with us by radio, there's a Newsweek uh, hit piece, and I love it. They just say profit, and then they put it in italics, profit. It gives Eric Trump a prediction from God about his father. I, I love how they draw people in with these vague statements. The, the irony is it reminds me of Lucifer in the garden. Did he really say? They always take a little bit of truth. They twist it. But the, re, the reality is, is I'm, I'm going to say a, a very bold statement, and we're going to talk about it. I'm, I'm actually going to make this a question. Julie, are you a prophet? Um, I'm called to the prophet's office, yes, and I did not call myself there. I will tell you that right now. I had no idea 
but yeah, God called me to the prophet's office. And I, do I call myself a prophet? Am I out there saying, you know, prophet Julie Green? No. And if people ask me, what do you call me? You know, I'll just say, call me Julie, you know, because uh, I know I'm in that office, but I am nothing without God. So I just keep my name and I don't put anything in front of it. <laughs> I love it. That's such, and that's Caleb and I are this refreshing humility because we've been, we've been around ministries where the first thing they do is they introduce themselves as, hello, I'm the apostle. You give me a handshake. You you will address me as the apostle, and here's 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 my card. Please invite. I, I like me. it better when uh, there was the uh, gosh, what was he? I think he was the the king of Ethiopia or something, and he had this name that was like an entire paragraph. I, I mean, you and you do run into that. I'm the apostle, uh, you know, uh, deacon bishop, or you're like, well, wait, what? <laughs> the reality is this, though. There's the flip side of of when a ministry has that air of arrogance. There's also where the listener does not have Jesus said, give them ears to hear. He who has ears to hear, let him or her hear. There's also people, I love this scripture, a prophet is without honor in his or her own home. And where people become familiar with a person is where they forget there's people who are oracles. I don't make a mistake in saying that. They hear from the Lord. And God has sent these people. The word says, I love this. He partners with his servants, the prophets. He doesn't, and he doesn't release anything by himself without first using his servants, the prophets. And we don't have to get into whether or not that's died or that's gone off. My question is this, God has partnered with you. Do you feel like you've been born for such a time as this? Talk about that. You know, it's funny because where I came from, I mean, I was a fearful, stricken, panic-stricken person. I was sick all the time. I was in pain every day. I was very depressed. I was very suicidal. And even though I was a pastor's kid all my life, I've been on the Word of God all my life. It wasn't until I was about 30 years old when I was called to preach, so I started to preach. I was associate pastor at my dad's church for a long time. And then it was in 2020 when he, uh, 2021, when he started, he called me out by myself and I, I could not, I was like, what? But he took somebody who was so broken, who was so fearful, who was so, uh, it had such a darkness inside of me a lot of times because of all the, the things I was going through to take me to where um, I was to where I am now can only be described by God. And one of the times, of, the last time I was really, really dark and suicidal in the dark time of my life, it was in 2020, it had nothing to do with COVID at all because I did not comply with that lie but it was the fact that I'm just suffering so much and I just said God I can't suffer anymore I'm bringing my family and everyone around me down and I, I just I, I just sh shouldn't be here anymore and one of the things that I told the Lord I said but I will say if every test that I'm going through is turned into a testimony if I can save one person's life that is dealing with the things that I'm dealing with I will do whatever you want me to do. I thank you for taking my life and do something with it. It was really that simple of that prayer. And when he took, I mean, he literally took my life and he's done something with it. And I tell people all the time, they're like, well, you've skyrocketed from nothing to, you know, being where you're at. And I said, no, I was a, a associate pastor for 13 years. And I was in a very, very, you know, I was preaching like 10 to 20 people. It wasn't very many people, but it was like, I just was doing what God was calling me to do. No matter how much pain I was in, no matter how sick I was in, no matter what was going on in my life, I was still doing the will of God. And that's why I think is God knows the heart of a person. It's not to do with if they're a male or a female, is if they are willing to stand up, if they're willing to fight, if they're willing to speak, not back off and quit. And God knows I'm like a bulldog. When he tells me to say something, I don't care if it offends somebody. I will say it if it's fighting for him, his word, his integrity, and our freedoms. 
I love that. Um, I wanted to get into this article a little bit, Julie, because you, uh, you are in the, in the article anyway, it's saying that you are, uh, that God told you that, that four indictments against Trump would explode and all fall apart. And last week you recently received a prophecy that Trump will soon face another indictment. So uh, can you address that? What, what is the Lord telling you as far as uh, Trump and the attacks that continue against him? The reason why he has so many attacks is because he is anointed and point, appointed for this hour. And when you have great persecution, there is great promotion when it comes to that. So what the Lord told me a long time ago is he was cutting the enemies off. And not just about President Trump. Of course, they say that, you know, that only do we talk about. No, I'm not. I'm talking about what they are doing right now in general to this nation, what they have done to our the body of Christ, what they're doing across the nations. And so, yes, God said all of those indictments were not going to go as planned. He even said before these indictments even started, he even said the word indictment was going to be in the news more and more. And then shortly after that, all of a sudden, all the indictments against President Trump. And he said they were not going to go the way they wanted them to go. Well, as you can see right now, they're really not going in the direction <laughs> that they really wanted to. And they're starting to implode already. Their narrative is not holding up. So it isn't the perfect timing of God, but I love what God is doing because he's letting these things happen. And at the same time, there's an explosion of truth. There's revelation that's coming out of it. There are people that are turning against the Democrats party and against these AG and against all these people who, because they're seeing the two-tier justice system, they're seeing the injustice that is going on with these, that there's nothing to hold up and that you have people like the Biden and how he is so corrupt and there's nothing being done about him. So they're seeing that if they can do this to a president, they can do this to me as well. And so it is growing a resistance. It is growing people who are fed up and want our country back. So it is doing something. And I've been praying for President Trump. I'm not a person that, you know, I'm boldly about that. I am because I know who he is. I know he's called it for such a time as this. And I know that those indictments are not going to keep him from that presidency. Jesus said, if they hated me, they'll hate you. It's, it's, yep. it's kind of one of those things where I think Christianity, pastors too, were very, very prone to wanting to be liked. And there is no place for that in prophecy. In prophecy, as you know, Julie, people do like you. You do have people who like you, but there's going to be people who actually can't stand you. And I, it's right. interesting you said that about persecution or you said something about, you know, referring to Trump. But I, I recently got this text for somebody very close to me, sent it to me. It's a quote, persecution is not affliction. It is proof of a promotion. Yes. I love it. So, yes, Kayla, I want to get persecuted more. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying that. <laughs> well, you're in the right spot. You know, if people ask this all the time, they're like, Julie, you're being persecuted so much. We have so many people out there that's against you. And I said, I just pray for them. They're like, you're not mad at them? I said, no, I'm actually not mad at them because they don't know. They don't know what I went through. They don't know why I was called and who and what I'm here for. They don't know. And it's not their fault. And let's just like Jesus said, if he can say, Father, forgive them, they know not what they do, so can we. And so that's why we can't get mad at somebody. We just have to pray that God opens their eyes and softens their hearts to the truth. Yeah. Julie, do you think that um, God is also allowing some of this persecution against Trump and those around him in order to almost call the herd? You know, anytime that there's a popular politician, uh, a populist, there's going to be some some tag alongs, you know, people that are there for the good ride. Uh, and then as soon as things get rough, they're going to abandon ship. Do you feel like this is occurring as well? Yes, I do that. One is a humbling 
for all them who are involved. And it's because it's not about them. It's really about God and his will. And he's just using certain people. So they can't take any credit for what God is doing. But I also truly believe that God has said, and it was in a prophecy, and he's told us this, this is how we, my team and I pray, is that he's had people in the midst of him, in the midst of his group and his, you know, that are really are infiltrators. They are not there for the right reason. And yet they do have to be removed. And I remember Trump a long time ago in an interview, I think in the 80s, where he said, I'm willing to lose it all to see who's by my side. And I believe that's exactly what is really going on. When I saw that, um, uh, it was probably this year sometime, and I saw that uh, interview, it was so profound. And I'm like, Lord, that's exactly what you've been talking about. He is allowing, you are allowing these things. He is allowing these things as well because he wants to see who's really truly with him. And I'm like, I thank you, Father God, that you have you brought up somebody who is so strong-willed and it will fight for this country no matter what he's lost. Because he's lost a lot, just like Mike Lindell. They've lost so much in their finances, in their reputations. Those are the people that we need to stand behind. Those are the people that we need to pray for because those are the ones who are willing to lose it all to fight for our freedoms and to fight for what God really wants us all to do. It's get our nation back. And it really is important. It's on God's heart because this is his country as well. And so when I see people doing that, it just, it, it, it brings my heart to the pack. I just have to pray for them even more. I, I love what they're doing. And it's so powerful that God can use so many people in so many different ways. Julie, we have uh, roughly, I don't know, we have nine months, 10 months till November 5th, 2024. It's, it's, it's going to be here before you know it. There's a group of Christians out there right now who are espousing to, they want biblical perfection in a president. They want, they want an, a sinless individual. They, they want Jesus to run for president. And as much as um, I, I know the government rests upon Jesus's shoulders and it's a kingdom, it's ever increasing kingdom. The Bible says will never end. It rules and it reigns even now. I, I just, I want to talk about, there's been rulers, God, like people love talking about Cyrus and they, they, they mm -hmm. allocate a, a, a significant kind of like image to who Trump is. And then also, I just love that story about Nehemiah. He's sent by the king of Babylon by, by an ungodly king to rebuild mm -hmm. Jerusalem. And I just want to speak to the whole, um, because people are, are in droves leaving Trump right now. They're, the people in droves, and it even appears even his daughter Ivanka and Jared. It even appears they're they're making it look as if as if Melania is kind of like I'm tired of this, and I think there's a whole campaign right now to really take us into that whole perspective that I I'm going to say this. I don't want to rely on Trump. I want to rely on God, and it sounds spiritual, but the problem is, guys, we we've got to do our best to enable. God to work through individuals. So, can you speak to that? There's not one person that God has ever used besides Jesus that was perfect. And we can't look at a person. It is the heart of the matter. He's willing to lose it all. And including so that some of the stuff that's going on, what it looks like. We don't know exactly how it is, but what it looks like. And God is going to use anybody who is willing. He is willing. And just like with Jesus, when he was on the earth, the religious leaders 
did not believe in him or trust in him because they thought he was going to be some manly, powerful man that was going to lead an army, that was going to kill all the Romans. They, it was right in front of their face. And they didn't see that it was the Lord. It was the Christ. It was the Lamb who was led to slaughter because the second time he comes back, he is the lion. But the first time he came, he came as a lamb. And they didn't see him. And it's like, no matter what, we have to look to God. Of course, that's why I tell people every single day, don't believe and trust in me. You go to God. You start searching the scriptures out. You listen to God and what God is saying and what God is revealing. Just like with Trump, I believe 100% that he had to be put aside and not to win. Well, he did win that last election, no matter what he did. But he didn't take the seat of the presidency like we wanted. And the reason for that is because everybody was looking to Trump to fix our country, Trump to fix a problem, Trump to fight our enemies. But what about God? God is not going to let somebody else take the glory for something that he is doing. So honestly, it's shaking people up. There is a great awakening. There is more people that were against Trump that are now for him. There is more people that were for him that are turning against him. But to me, it is true that the truth is setting people free right now. There are a lot of people with religious blinders that we need to pray for because God is not going to use somebody who's perfect. He He's going to use somebody who's willing. And Trump might have some mean tweets, and they may not say everything perfectly the right way, because first of all, he's not a politician. I'm grateful for that. But secondly, it's the fact of, again, he's willing to fight for us. He is willing to fight for us. And even though he may have some mean tweets, and even though he may not speak perfectly, but he is willing to stand in front of our enemies, and they are afraid of him. And we all know it. We all saw it. And so that's what we need. Somebody who's strong, somebody who's a leader, and somebody, no matter how much money he's losing, no matter what he has lost in his family, he is willing to still stand up and fight for what is right. And that's what we need in a president. We don't need somebody who is perfect because again Jesus is the only per person that was perfect you can't expect any person behind a pulpit we're human we can't expect any person behind a pulpit to be perfect that's that's unrealistic we all make mistakes none of us are perfect and we all have to realize that you can't look for a perfect person Julie, I say all the time, uh, great oppression breeds great opportunity. And, and I completely agree with you. And it's a good thing we're not on YouTube. Uh, Trump won the last election. Uh, we'd be banned right now, uh, be <laughs> off the air. But he did. He won. Um, but, but God, you know, the Bible tells us that God looks at the plans of his, of his enemies and he laughs. Right. And so mm -hmm. what we saw after Trump supposedly lost that election was our enemy was emboldened and, and they started really, uh, revealing behind the curtain, their plans. And with the bumbling buffoon, Joe Biden at the helm, you know, it was, it was very easy for them to just say, you know, this is what we're doing. We're moving this globalist agenda and there's mm -hmm. nothing you can do about it. And I think this has been waking people up more than really anything else. And you're seeing people who, who really have that law of liberty written on their hearts, um, and they may not even understand it. They may not know who, who is the author of that law of liberty. But as people are searching for, for the truth, obviously the truth is going to be the Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to see people coming in droves to Christianity. I'm witnessing it in my job. I know Gabe's seeing it uh, from the church. Uh, but I think what why Biden was put into that place was so they would reveal their plans and more and more people would be called to Jesus. God said it was for their ultimate fall. You know, they're on center stage right now. 
And so right now, if you think about it, back in, you know, 2020, when this whole election, you know, fraudulent election happened, and then you see what happened in January 2021 and what they're trying to do to use against Trump, it has grown a resistance, a rebellion against the unjust and, and what is going on in our country. And people, again, there are people from the left moving to the right. And, in, and by droves, because they're seeing that all their policies, like you said, they were emboldened. They were. God said that they're at a point right now where they are so arrogant that they are making mistake after mistake and not even realizing the mistake that they are making at the time. And he said their tongues were going to be their worst enemy. They're going to start saying things that they didn't mean to live on air, which we've already started to see by that person they call, uh, you know, the president. And God said his decline, his mental decline is going to be so um, the point it's out there that no one can deny that. We're starting to see that. We're also starting to see them turn against him and start talking about other people maybe be taking his place before the 2024 election. When I heard that prophecy back in 2022, people thought I was crazy. Like, oh, they're not going to bring anybody else in. And even Trump said last night that some, somebody said it to me that he was probably not, Biden was probably not going to make it to 2024. I think you're absolutely oh, right. You've got Hollywood right now. Hollywood actors are comfortable mm -hmm. enough to say that they're not going to vote for Joe Biden. That doesn't mean they're going Republican. I don't trust Hollywood That's at right. all. No, they're setting the stage. They're letting the audience know that there is going to be a replacement. I firmly believe that. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I want to I switch gears just a little bit. I want to talk geopolitically about Israel. Have Have you, have you personally been to Israel, Julia? No, I would love to be. Yeah. I would love to have gone so far, but no, I have not yet gone to Israel. Well, I, I, there's something that Caleb and I have both done. We've both gone to Israel and someday you're going to go there. I'm prophesying that in Jesus name. Yep. So when you go there, it feels as if you're home, Caleb, you know that it's weird. It's like you, you're walking through the streets and you feel as if you're home. Um, right now, the world is on fire over this subject. What has the Lord been speaking to you in your quiet time and your carpet time about this? Has he been saying anything to you that, that, that mm -hmm. our listeners could be encouraged or either uh, push to pray? Maybe, maybe the, sometimes the Lord will bring a harsh word for a nation. I don't know. So he warned Israel uh, for many months, and actually over a year, I think. He warned them about a war. He warned them about attack. And the, uh, one of the prophecies that the Lord had given me was back in February, I think of 2022, when the Lord talked about Hamas. And he talked about how they were going to uh, rocket fire and how Hamas was going to blame them and all the things that we're seeing actually right now happen in Israel. But he also says over and over again that no matter what, he said, no matter what the enemies try to do, they will not get what they want out of you. And he always says that I am the God who never sleeps nor slumbers, and I'm the one who protects you. So no matter what the enemies have wanted and their desire, because they've always desired Israel, but Israel is God's nation. It is a nation. It is a land that he gave to his people. He's like, this country was a land that was founded upon uh, Christianity and the freedom to be able to serve God. He always talked about Israel as my nation in the United States as his nation. And so as we've seen, and just like what he uh, said about a year or so ago, also a year and a half ago, he talked about he was going to bring Benjamin Netanyahu back. This was right after he was kicked out for the fourth time 
And all of a sudden, there was somebody else took his place, and the Lord had prophesied, I'm bringing Benjamin Netanyahu back. And it looked crazy because they just had four elections in like two years. Well, all of a sudden, the guy, the prime minister who took his place, stepped down, and there was a fifth election, and God brought Benjamin Netanyahu back. Right now, it looks really bad for him. He's being persecuted just like President Trump is being persecuted. He's been made to look like this evil man and that he's against this country. No, he has also been infiltrated in his government. God said that he had been infiltrated. And that's how, when he was infiltrated, how Hamas actually did what they did with that war, because it, the, the communication broke down, and that's how they were allowed to do what they were doing, what they did, um, and they didn't stop with the Iron Dome when they could have. They could have had time if they would have gotten that communication. So again, God is going to win that war for Israel. God is going to show the land of Israel that he is still the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that he's still the deliverer. But he's also going to show the world, and he's going to show his body of Christ, that he still protects Israel, that he still loves Israel, and he's going to do the same thing for this nation as well. So there's a lot of things that we are going to see. We're seeing a lot of bad things first to shake and awake people up, but we are also going to see the goodness of Almighty God. Julie, do you think that, um, you know, with, with what's going on in Israel and this reemergence of, of just rampant um, anti-Semitism throughout the world, uh, do you believe that God is setting the stage for the Ezekiel 38, 39 prophecy? It could very well be, because one of the things that the Lord said, he gave me a prophetic word about anti-Semitism was going to be in the news more and more. And now, like you just said, we're seeing it all the time now. I truly believe that he is going to show in Ezekiel 38, he talked about he was going to demonstrate and he was going to show the world and show the nations. I do believe he is going to do something so profound, something so massive in the land of Israel and the United States of America and the governments around the world that we will only say, this is God. I truly believe he's setting the stage so that when people, it's so dark or it's so debilitating, it's so horrible, and then God is going to shine his light and it's going to destroy that darkness. And I tell people, you know, they wonder what's going on in our governments. They wonder what's going on in our nations. Well, it was because they kicked God out of it. They didn't want God in our nations or God in politics, God in our schools. And you know what? When you don't have light in life, which God is, you have lying and you have death. You have destruction. And so what we have to do as a nation, as the body of Christ, is we have to believe and ask and pray to God that he has invited back into every area of our life so we can have that light, so we can have that life, so we can have that truth that sets people free. It was absolutely chilling seeing a tarmac flooded in, in uh, Dagestan, Russia. It was a mostly Muslim region, Caleb. Um, so it's predominantly Muslim faith in that area, but this is still Russia. This is, this is Russia. Jewish people being, uh, almost killed in a riot, hundreds and hundreds of people on the tarmac. That was actually chilling seeing that. And that was like a wake up call in my mind that, um, God, you've given your people a, a, a blessing and a curse to be like we talked earlier to be to be persecuted is a sign of being God's child. And I see this persecution that's happening, and I, and I want to speak to America and into our soil right now. And this is not fear or doom and gloom. This is just the reality. If they're going to be attacked, we're going to be attacked. Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't want to put fear. For some reason, people just go straight to fear. But, but, but the reality is this. Um, I, I, saw, I saw these rooms 
Uh, oh, we got we got about yeah, 30 we're, we're seconds. Like, so hold on. Before you before you go there, Julie has agreed to do another interview with us. So uh, Julie, just real quick for our audience, uh, just 20, 20 seconds. Tell about tell us about your website and how people can find you. Go to jgminternational.org. It has teachings, it has the prophecies, it has all the links to all of our websites and why God um, has called this ministry in this time. It is to encourage people, it is to give God, God hope to the world and to bring light in the midst of darkness. Amen. All right. Well, thank you, Julie. We'll see you in just a couple minutes here as part we two. Uh, do part two. Church of State is sponsored in part by Patriot Church and the Constitution Party. I'm Gabe Blomgren, and a calm does not suit me. I'm Caleb Collier. I was born for a storm. Welcome to the fire.